Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the Outkick network, this is Outkick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. Out of the gates, ready to go. Outkick 360 is back and underway. Wednesday edition is here. That means primary complaint is coming up in roughly 45 minutes. Big topics throughout. Devontae Turpin of the USFL, he is the MVP of the league official today. He will join us from the New Jersey Generals. They're in the playoffs this coming Saturday uh, and uh, the first game of a doubleheader that will be on Fox and NBC. We will chat with him, legit 4-3 speed, uh, as the MVP of the USFL. Uh, Guys, we start with the NFL. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Better afternoon for some rather than others, and I'm talking about Roger Goodell, who has not had the or best Daniel afternoon. Snyder. Yeah, Daniel Snyder also, while he's enjoying his European vacation, uh, has been alerted today that he'll be coming back from that European vacation because of the subpoena power of the Congress. Paul, I, I, I was struck because yesterday I mentioned with McLean, if he declines the invitation, they have subpoena power uh, with the U.S. House Oversight Committee. I don't know why you just don't go ahead and subpoena him if you want him there instead well, of having the invitation like if you they want to give him the opportunity if, if you're going but if you're to volunteer i guess i think you can paint him as resistant too which yeah. which uh, helps you be more forceful but also makes him look reluctant which he is oh for so sure it, it certainly kind of uh, paints an accurate picture of of uh, one side's willingness one side's other willingness not that they're not on the same side and then you've got Goodell today, you know, being asked some questions that aren't framed properly that let him off the hook. Others that you wouldn't expect to come up, uh, you know, about Dave Portnoy, but where, you know, that I do not know answer being very well, suspect. Let's, let's get through some of the, uh, the details with uh, – it opens up with uh, the committee – chairwoman announcing like she asked Goodell after he's sworn in a question about how the league is going to hold Daniel Snyder accountable for not being willing to be there today for the house oversight committee, which is looking into the workplace environment of the Washington commanders and the reports that have been out there that have surfaced even back as a report today from the Washington post from 2009 specifically on a, a new case that has come to light through the paper this morning. So Goodell begins to answer, and then she jumps in and says, well, let me stop you right there. We're going to act since the league won't. We are going to issue a subpoena for Mr. Snyder to appear next week before our oversight committee. While he may be, and I'm paraphrasing, while he may be you know, docked with his yacht uh, on the, the beach side of uh, France currently. Um, he will soon be here answering questions from the Oversight Committee. That's really the 
what I saw was the firestorm of news today was we didn't know if he would be subpoenaed. Now we know. And Goodell was facing a litany of questions that he just deflected as I, I, I would say we, he was very predictable with what we heard today. Right. Well, and he, yeah. he also, you know, asking, why do you think that he didn't voluntarily come in today talking about Daniel Snyder? And he just said repeatedly, I'm not responsible for Daniel Snyder showing up to appear in front of you guys which is the correct answer, which I think is kind of a waste of questioning and time yes. because you cleared that yeah. in the beginning. You didn't show up. So I'll answer your questions about the NFL and the handling of this case or, or any other case, but I can't respond for Mr. Snyder and why he decided to not show up today. Uh, I think that is the biggest bit of news that we got a lot of news that we can go through today with Roger Goodell being questioned. But the biggest bit of news will be when Daniel Snyder has to stand in front of Congress yes. and, and answer some of these questions. But, I, I mean, I know that he's surprised with some of these questions, the Portnoy thing, but come on. To respond and say, I'm not aware of that, you're aware of it. Like, that, that is an easy cop-out, and I feel like that's almost a bit of media training that if you don't have a perfect answer or one that you can give in a small amount of words, then just say you're not aware of it. I think it's a lie. Oh, it's absolutely oh, a lot. of course. He knows about it. That's what I'm saying. He, he knows. I think that he's coming back to questions he doesn't have a great answer to and yeah. just saying, I'm not – sorry, I'm not aware of that situation. And you just play dumb. I'm not aware. I mean, that, that, there are multiple ways to frame that answer. Uh, it is interesting that Goodell is the, of the big – of the main pro sports leagues in the country, Goodell's the one non-attorney of all of them. They all have some lawyer background. Goodell does not. Um, now, he certainly has plenty of people around him. But the Portnoy question was brought up in part, and in, in listening to it, uh, in a sequence where they're going through how he, he's not in charge of Snyder. He can't single out Snyder and say he's no longer going to be a part of the league based on their report, a report that they have not made public, by the way, uh, through the league's investigation. And I, I think... This is an example through Dave Portnoy and Barstool and him being banned from NFL events of how the league and how Goodell has taken action in other cases but fails to take action in regards to league ownership and that group. I mean, that's a small example, but it's one that he's not even willing to point to and acknowledge. And meanwhile, he's saying he doesn't have the power and the league doesn't have the power to do anything about Snyder and the, the workplace environment in terms of penalty. They've penalized him. And Paul, you were at the league meeting, I believe, or it could have been at the, the Super Bowl or the Combine. It was one of these um, recent pressers where uh, he acknowledged the, the $10 million fine and the way they have handled the, the Snyder uh, ownership situation as adequate and addressed. And he felt like there was a, the, the penalty was just. From the league. And he said, if, uh, correct that, me if I'm wrong. But that's with us not seeing the report. He was asked about the report that Snyder was back functioning in his role. Uh, I think the Washington Post reported that. And he said, I'm not aware of, of that. As if Snyder shouldn't be back in that role. Where, I mean, that's ridiculous. If his penalty is right. that he can't be in that role, the $10 million, and he can't be in that role until it's revisited by the commissioner. And he reads a Washington Post reporter, it's brought to his attention, that says Snyder is functioning in that role again. How in the hell does he not go check on that? 
he's letting somebody violate his ruling or decide, okay, I've served my time and I'm back in that function, and he doesn't go check on it, it made him look very weak um, and unconcerned. Two really bad things. And he's not... Uh, it, the question about how, the, uh, how he would recommend Snyder's removal as owner of the commanders. Well, poorly phrased yeah, question. I mean, uh, and it's, a, it's an obvious one if you just cover the... I mean, there were Congress... There were members of Congress today, one specific, who called him Goodall instead of Goodell. Uh, and then Goodall was another way that they uh, addressed him, Mr. Goodall. Uh, you can tell that they have no background with how the, the workings of this ownership group goes about their daily business. But Goodell alone cannot oust him. 24 of the 32 owners would have to vote to do that. The question was, can you or will you initiate the process where the Board of Governors or the other owners would remove him? You might have gotten something there, or at least uh, he, how would he have answered that question would have been interesting. Yeah. The question as it was posed, you know the answer you're going to get. Because the, the, he doesn't the have the authority was, to I remove him. I don't have the authority to remove him, Congresswoman. I mean, that, that and that's... True. I, I think it's also a true statement if he just said, I work at the pleasure of the owners. I mean, I'm, right. I'm employed by them. They're no the doubt. ones who vote me in or out. So, uh, you know, do you go to your boss and undo these things? Like, can you command them to do certain things? Like, I'm trying to do the best for the brand, for all the owners, but at the end of the day, I work for the owners. Also, I would have no problem with him saying that. Does that make him look weak? I, I don't no, think so. That's it, make, honest. it makes him look honest. If he just comes out and says, yeah, I mean, it's different because we're talking about employers versus employees. And we can go through any number of things that Roger Goodell has done to players and how he's handled situations as opposed to ownership. And the reason for the difference is very simple. He works for one and not the other. And, and that's why. He got into this thing with uh, the fine for Jack Del Rio where he was questioned about it. And he, he, that's the time he really got twisted up because they asked if he agreed with it. And he said, well, I don't know that it's my place to agree or disagree. Yes or no? Do you agree with it? And then I think it was uh, uh, Representative Jordan from Ohio who came back and said, oh, so you're saying that you're encouraging people to peacefully protest and state their views, but only some people can, right? And then he got back to Colin Kaepernick. Well, how was this handled? With a peaceful protest. And, I mean, really tied him up where he almost had to defend Ron Rivera and the commanders but wouldn't do it, would not say yes or no. He kept deflecting on answering yes or no if that fine was too much or should have been levied to Jack Del Rio. So we knew these things were going to happen. You open up Pandora's box, you don't know what's going to come out when you get into a situation like this. But this is minor league compared to what Daniel Snyder is going to have to face Absolutely. next week. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and it, it, it's, uh, it's under oath. I mean, he's going to be sworn in, but it is a deposition. So um, I, I don't know the legalities of this. He may sit down and just, you know, I don't know if you just plead the fifth throughout this thing. Um, if, if he Can you claim ignorance? Answer? Yeah. Um, it, it, what was interesting, so the, the oversight uh, committee chairwoman Maloney uh, issued the subpoena and says that you know they, the oversight committee has the uh, the authority to investigate anything and everything. Um, and what was pointed out with Goodell and what they're asking is, okay, so in 2014 there was a Miami Dolphins workplace report 
through the league, that was made public. And Goodell um, and the league have not, they have not made the, the in- inquiry into the commanders public. And they're claiming that that's to keep uh, names out of it from getting public, those that have uh, accused and brought forth these claims and, and suits against Snyder and the commanders. Uh, separate apart from the public record. Which is ridiculous. Uh, and many of them are going on the record saying, we want them released. Also, they can redact any name of anybody right. that doesn't want to be. No doubt. And no. So, so now we're left you know, with them saying they're not going to release the information. Meanwhile, the real only big heavy news from all of this, all of this reporting and this entire uh, investigation has been the John Gruden emails. That's, that's the one thing that we've seen of action from a, a reaction to what has happened in years prior because they've gone through 340,000 documents that have been obtained. What we don't know is what, they, what else they have, and that's what the House committee is, is trying to figure out, is why have you not released this to the, the general public to pour over? And they haven't done that. And, and there, were, there were demands from from Snyder, if he was going to do this on his own, voluntarily, that he wanted the House committee to meet in order for his appearance today. And, of course, they, they agreed to some things, some common interests, um, and other things they did not, which is why the subpoena is issued today. And as of about two minutes ago, Dan Snyder and Tanya Snyder have released a statement. Uh, actually, it was an email that's been leaked to Adam Schefter, an email to the entire organization where, essentially, I just read both pages mm-hmm. of it. It's uh, two years of progress. Hey, there's a lot of bad things being said about us right now, but here are all the things we've done in the last two years, and we're a different organization today than we were then. So don't let this distract you from who we are now versus who we were. From this letter, considering it appears likely that public attention will continue to be drawn to the to past issues that we have worked so hard to fix together, we believe it's important to share additional details on the scale and the scope of our progress. And then details of that. Our transformation is the first heading. And a part of the, the conditions for, for what Snyder asked the, the House committee for, he wanted to guarantee that all questions to him would be restricted to the team's, quote, historic culture, whatever that means. Disclosure of the identities of all who spoke to the committee about him or the team and the substance of their interviews. And uh, Representative Carolyn Maloney granted the accommodation of promising to share in advance any documents on which the panel would base its questions, uh, but rejected the other special treatment. And then he rejected the offer to show up. But said, I, "Hey, I, the offer still stands if you'll meet those requirements." And then today, she said she was going to push for the subpoena. And there's overall pressure here from from the people asking the questions for this report, the NFL report that was delivered vocally um, to be written down and and delivered. So, right. John Gruden's lawyer has spoken also and uh, says, and I quote: "It was apparent from Commissioner Goodell's testimony today." that the NFL is still resisting actual accountability and is only willing to be selectively transparent. This is from Adam Hosmer Henner, who is Gruden's attorney. Goes on to say the Nevada court comprehensively rejected the NFL and Commissioner Goodell's attempt to compel arbitration. If they do appeal, we welcome the opportunity 
for the Nevada Supreme Court to issue a published opinion confirming the ruling and invalidating the NFL Constitution as unfair. Selectively transparent and really only when, when it has to be. Hit us up on Twitter with your thoughts at Outkick360. We continue with this discussion. We'll ask uh, some, some other questions that could come out of this. What to expect next week with, with Daniel Snyder uh, headed to Capitol Hill uh, to be sworn in and have to sit in front of the House Oversight Committee. And more on what Roger Goodell said today uh, via Zoom uh, to the committee and, and those in attendance. That and more straight ahead on Outkick 360. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This hit me during the break randomly, uh, going back to the Goodell and something he said this morning. Outkick 360 rolls on across the Outkick network, so... During the 2020 NFL draft, Roger, Roger Goodell hosted the draft from this chair in his man cave. The basement. They auctioned off the chair and Goodell to make an appearance at a game in the man cave where you could you could arrive as a fan. You could join him in his man cave. For the the it went to the the top donation to Feeding America. And, and Portnoy, was Portnoy. Portnoy gave up $250,000, and then it came to light that it was Barstool and Portnoy, and the NFL rejected it. So to say that, that Goodell today is unaware, he, he said, I'm not aware, quote, end quote, of, 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 any, uh, the, of the NFL blocking Barstool or Portnoy from NFL, NFL events is just a blatant... It's perjury. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Um. So and you know that's not that's not going to be uh, other than barstool or you know shows like ours mentioned it the headline's going to be uh, about Snyder and what this inquiry was regarding but that's a small example of how they will just look the other way and claim ignorance when they when they want to pick and choose to do so and it's, I mean that's that's that was a big story then that they wouldn't take the donation and Goodell to, to show up and watch the game with Portnoy. What's the original beef from? What did he do? Is that, they, was that well, they Super Bowl the Radio T-shirts Row? with the, with the clown the nose. He's ambushed Goodell at some event, either a Super Bowl press conference or, yeah, like a combine event or something. But they also make a ton of money off those Roger Goodell clown shirts. Which you know, Matt Patricia sells, wore off the plane. Yeah, after sells winning the Roger Super Goodell Bowl. with the clown nose on. They sell those shirts, so they, they make a living off crushing Roger Goodell. And it all stems from their Patriots love right? and everything with Brady and the suspension and Deflategate and uh, Spygate and everything else with the Patriots. So it's, it's asinine for Roger Goodell to I don't think I don't think he even believes people are going to believe him saying that. I think he was caught so off guard. He went with the, I'm, I'm completely unaware of the situation. They're banned? Who? What? Dave Mort, Mortnoy? <laughs> Portnoy? I, I have no idea. I think he just played dumb. I think he froze up and played dumb. 
And after the fact, he's Roger Goodell is too smart to think that we're going to believe that, that he has no idea that they're, that they're banned from the NFL. Oversight Committee has some history with uh, uh, testimony and inquiries such as uh, main sports uh, figures and, and leagues. For instance, uh, we all remember and can replay moments from the March 2005 um, hearings on steroids and the, the use of PEDs in baseball. Uh, that was, of course, the, the infamous Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Rafael Palmero uh, hearings. Where Sammy Sosa suddenly couldn't speak English during right. those hearings? Yes. Um, you have, uh, just as recent as September of last year, the Larry Nasser hearings uh, with USA Gymnastics and Simone Biles and uh, the U.S. Olympic Committee. Um, and, and now this, where they're looking into the NFL as an entity conducting, quote-unquote, an independent investigation of workplace environments such as the Washington Commanders and whether or not, given the common interest of the league and the franchise, if you can actually oversee an independent investigation on anything involving any individual franchise. And reviewing the 450,000 documents. I mean, I can't imagine going through the mountain of stuff. And and the only thing that we've that's really come to light publicly are the the Gruden emails that were leaked to and the media. This is like a lot of these hearings that we see. There's a lot of grandstanding from politicians on both sides. Um I I've watched the start of the hearing and it started with a guy objecting to the hearing happening. Right. You know, it's just, an, and it's a woman hitting the gavel over and over saying, be quiet. You can hit that gavel all you want. I will not be quiet, ma'am. And just saying that they shouldn't be doing it and asking all these, you know, formal questions about the inquiry and every. And I'm thinking, this is all a, it's a chance to show off in front of your, your people, right? Your constituents. Uh, that's a lot of it. You do get some good back and forth when it's clear some of the congressional members are prepared and have a good line of questioning and are good at questioning someone then that's when you get the juiciest stuff with someone that's being interviewed. And there was some of that today, but I mean, a large part of it is just hitting the talking points, whatever the talking points may be. And just let's, let's, let me get my two cents in that my constituency wants to hear. And then we'll be done with it. Paul, I I came in and I was like, are they still on lunch break? Cause I, I just assumed they went to a lunch break and were coming back. I mean, this considering all the grandstanding, this was a relatively short procedure today. Yeah, I said, no, it's over. Um, no, I think, uh, you know, look, what they really want, uh, the guy they really want to talk to is Snyder, and the issue they really want to discuss is this workplace issues in Washington that that certainly they feel Goodell is swept under the rug, but that is more of a Washington commander's issue than an NFL issue, though they feel the NFL has failed to properly clean it up. Um but look, Daniel Snyder putting out an in-house memo about how much better they've gotten. That's fine. That, you know, well, I hope it's gotten better, you know, and kudos to them if it's gotten better. But that doesn't fix what uh, that doesn't change the fact that it was bad. And, and they want right. some answers on how bad it was and, and why it was so bad. What is something that could actually come of this? And what I mean by that is what are they trying to accomplish? It was awful. This shouldn't happen. Everyone would well, agree. Okay, then what are they trying to get to? Is there a piece of legislation? Well, I think that, their that, main that, issue. I think their main issue was the failure of the investigation 
the failure of the transparency of the investigation, the failure of a paper uh, report on the investigation. They didn't like from the correct league me if or I'm the wrong, team? from the league. Uh, the idea well, that they don't this like they haven't presented it. Yeah. And the league is hiding like behind this. Yeah. The witnesses verbal, want to be protected. Yeah. And this verbal, That's why we're not verbal doing report. So no, that there's no report. paper. So there's no, there's no paper trail. on this. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's that's the question is, as a league, can you even, can, with common interest, can a common interest employer or uh, entity, a league uh, with uh, group, With benefits from whatever, Congress. Can you, can you have an independent, quote-unquote, independent investigation into a member of said league, right? Like, Right. Can that structurally and like ethically, can that Hold. actually take place? Can yeah, you pull that off when Goodell doesn't even, he's admitting he alone does not have the power to remove Daniel Snyder as an owner in the league. It takes 24 of 32. And given the fact there was no written report on the findings and any finality to it, just, just a, as Paul said, a, a verbal report. Can well, you really hold your ownership accountable for the workplace environment issues that are coming to light through the Washington Commanders, not just front office, but within their building? I mean, I can hate this from the NFL and also acknowledge the genius of it. I mean, a verbal report where you're not writing things down, they have kept Clear. themselves clean. Right. right. They have examined everyone else's emails, and they've leaked what they wanted to to the media to get rid of John Gruden because someone didn't like him. But they have kept themselves so clean that even this John Gruden lawsuit does not make them liable for transparency. So here's Because the question, how Chad. you get transparency out of people in this country is you sue them. And it goes to court, and a court mandates that you hand over everything and show everything. They're being sued right now by John Gruden, right? Yeah. Well, if there's nothing to hand over, what's going to happen? Yeah. Probably a settlement. So here's some the question, I, I think, is you know, if you're a Fortune 500 company, and you had the, the things go on that the Washington Commanders had go on, could you have gotten away with looking into it the way the Commanders and the NFL looked into it? I, I think that's part of Congress's question here, right? Right. Um, you could not have gotten away with that. I think there has to be some sort of standard of uh, an investigation of this magnitude that's written down. You know, I don't. I, I, I don't know. I don't know think if you that's make what it, they're saying. You fell well, short of it, what it, we expect in America a company to do, given these accusations, given the size of the company, which certainly have uh, have been proven to have legs. And there was an eleventh. There was an eleven month investigation. And Washington is is admitting it had legs Verbal. because he's putting out a statement saying, "Look at all these changes we've made." Well, well they didn't and, make changes because they didn't do anything wrong. And the leak. Well, Goodell has admitted, but Goodell. Uh, was a part of the the ten million dollar fine and the and the some uh, pseudo suspension of, of right. Snyder and st- he, he was he took a step back from step leading back. the day to day affairs of the Washington Commanders, which is meaningless. But, but there that was an undetermined amount of time. It's like as Vince well. McMahon there, there was a step no back. yeah, but it, it, except Vince McMahon is Goodell and team owner. Right, he's both. He's all he's all of them. Um, there's no oversight. There there is a. Uh, board of directors for WWE, but he's the chairman of the board. So it, it's he it's, went on TV it's, two nights ago. That, yeah, that, there's a separate there's yeah. a separate um, issue there altogether. Uh, meanwhile, the commissioner of the league works for all 32 owners, and it takes 24 of the 32. 
in order to force a sell or force one of the owners out of the club. I mean, maybe this gets us to a point where there's going to be some more transparency in how things are done. You'd have to completely, legally, and fundamentally change the bare basics for reporting. You'd have to basically turn these Fortune 500 companies into its own uh, investigatory branch where they have to have files much like the police would or the FBI or someone else when they're investigating something so there could be transparency because what all this does to me right now is confirm that the NFL has been smart to have a quote-unquote verbal report well, and investigation because now they, have, they can honestly say they have nothing to hand over. Yeah, well, it was clear right and from the beginning what they that. were doing. They'll continue doing that with people they don't want to hurt. Well, Owners. There has also been a line in the sand a, a, a bit. At least you can point to, you can see uh, the fray and the, fa- and the fabric between Goodell and Daniel Snyder. And so, so for instance, um, this was raised at a February 3rd congressional roundtable about um, the, the investigation. And Snyder announced that the team would do uh, an internal investigation. He announced that. Goodell quickly came back and countered that, no, 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 no. The NFL will conduct this investigation through Mary Jo White, not through anything that Snyder is appointing. So, so he got out in front of it and said, the NFL is going to do it, not him, no matter what he's saying. So that's one. Number two, the, the committee wanting, the, the House committee wanting access to the documents and saying that the league was keeping them from access to the documents, Goodell, uh, when I say Goodell, the NFL informed this, uh, this House Oversight Committee that it was, in fact, the Washington, Washington Commanders that were blocking the documents, not the league. So they're pointing solely well, to Well, how do the Snyder Washington there. Commanders have control of the documents? The NFL's got to have control of the documents. If the NFL is doing an investigation, one of the first things the investigator would do is come in and say, all right, where are the documents? I've got control of the documents. And clearly it's got control of these how many emails? Out of which they found the Bruce Allen emails? It's over over 400,000 involving Daniel Snyder. Well, the NFL's got control of those, right? It's it's 450,000 documents, not necessarily emails. Okay, so 450,000 documents. The NFL had control of those. That's where the... The, the emails came from that got uh, Gruden fired. So I don't understand how it could say the, ca- the commanders has. Them. Would they, what did they take them, investigate them, and give them back? Well, they, oh, we don't have them anymore. We give them back. They, they took them, investigated them, leaked the Gruden emails, right. and they and, gave them back. That's what happened. And <laughs> gave them back. I well, mean, you copy them at the very least, yeah, don't you? Well, I, well, I don't know. Well, not, not, I, not I mean, if, this is a league that burnt all the evidence from which one? Deflategate I, I, or, I think, uh, or Spygate? I think the league wants Spygate. to stay they burnt out of and this. smash the tapes. The yep. league wants this to fall on Daniel Snyder and let him handle it and take the bullet on this. They want to stay but, out of it, hence the verbal report. I guess, I guess here's the main it's question. Ridiculous. Are they, the league wants them, to, they want Snyder to take the fall if anyone's taking the fall. Yeah, they don't want anyone but, to take the fall. But, but they're, if also, they have to, it's be they're also okay with him staying in the club. They've made, I mean, based on the way they've oh, treated yeah. and handled this. Um, the question is, can anything that comes out of this force the issue any further than what's already taken place? Well, they place? weren't planning on the house getting involved and like you said, Chad, it's it's somewhat brilliant that when it gets to this level, uh, they say, oh, we don't have anything to show you because it was a verbal report and we gave all the documents back. 
Well, that's what, you know, the first, when the Gruden lawsuit happened, I'm thinking, this is great. We're finally going to see everything. All of it's going to be out in the open now because it's going to go to court and there's going to be discovery and there's going to be all this. In- nope. Not if there isn't anything. Not if it was all done verbally by word of mouth, the old telephone game with the reporting from Washington to the league. If you're suing the league, I mean, these have to exist somewhere, I would think. And a court could compel an organization to turn a lot of these documents over. But it just feels like we're an eternity away from that point. And the way the league conducted this, again, while I hate it, I have to applaud the brilliance behind it. Because they have, for the most part, part kept their hands clean. It's not going to stop you know shows like ours from criticizing the league. But it is sneaky. Or anyone else, but it's absolutely dirty. sneaky. But it's also... The NFL probably has, I, I don't, I mean, how many ex FBI agents working for them in security or people that have maybe but, worked for the CIA before Jack, that can give them advice like this on how to stay clean? I would, I'm going to point this out, and we have primary complaint coming up. But the, so there will be those that will forget today whenever Watson's suspension is handed down and the NFLPA uh, submits an appeal on behalf of the player. This is an example of why the PA, the, the Players Association, would appeal at any suspension, it, no matter the length, out of just uh, going through the motions of the appeal to point to this as an example of the, the discrepancy between how the league handles ownership issues to player issues. Now, punishment is collectively bargained, and who has the power is collectively bargained. But this will be raised, among other things, but they will point to Daniel Snyder and the league's uh, handling of this compared to the handling of Deshaun Watson. Right. Uh, and again, I, I'm not comparing yeah, the situation. A, there's a written report the, on Deshaun Watson. No doubt. And, and one, one has been highly scrutinized to last year, them not do anything. Now them, uh, they're about to do something. Uh, meanwhile, the, the commissioner doesn't even know if Daniel Snyder's back in the day-to-day operations of his team. At least he says so. That's what he claims. I'd love to know what... You sure I'm going? It's not even proving it, though. We see it. We know it. Deshaun Watson and any player is going to be treated differently from an owner. So what legally can we do to see to it that everyone is treated equally? And I just don't know that we've reached a point even in 2022 where that's the case. Oh, it's never going to be the case. The owners are not the bosses, same as the players. Bosses, bosses and aren't employees the same will as never a, be treated Absolutely the same. not. So I don't know. Uh, this all feels like one big charade to me. Because what is Congress well, going to do? Create some new law that protects everyone where everything is equally transparent? No. And every investigation is handled the exact same within every company or companies the size of the NFL? It can make the league less comfortable next time when it's facing this This and make make them reconsider the way they operate. If Daniel Snyder is still the owner of the Washington Commanders at the end of this, this will do nothing but embolden the league. They will come back and say, boom, we just dodged a huge bullet. We can do the exact same thing if another owner runs into any issues. That's the sad part of all this. There will be a charade aspect to next week. But um, the question I would have is, how does Snyder handle some of the questions? Um, and uh, legally, maybe he goes in and, and says absolutely nothing, but he's just sitting there. Either way, it's fascinating. It's like it, you know the, the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial to me was a charade, but I was, I was locked in on it. 
because of the proceedings and how, how everyone was covering this. I, I'm curious, you know, what comes out of the the NFL investigation moving forward on transparency. Can they just nonchalantly throw this out to their media, us, a collective media body, and say, uh, yeah, no written report on this. We've got this. And it just be swept under the rug. The threat always, is it not, is the antitrust exemption. For them? For the, for it's the a, league it's from threat. Congress. You mess with us. You keep doing things we don't like. Yeah, but we'll mess so, with your antitrust. I exemption. guess, but there are so many dollars. I mean, the campaign dollars and donations that come from ownership and those oh, connect to the teams are playing a huge factor in. Uh, but that's any, what Congress can always, always hold over their head. But even with Amber Heard, Johnny Depp, there were actual stakes. There was a winner and there was a loser. There was money that was uh, awarded yeah. to one side and not the other. I'm just watching this and I'm thinking. What are the actual stakes if they're not going to compel the NFL to do something either now or moving forward or some sort of legislation comes from this? And I don't think either of those things are happening. Fascinating discussion. We'll get back to it throughout uh, today's show. We will also discuss the Cleveland Browns and the report that they could be in the market in a trade for another quarterback. We'll discuss that story. And uh, we will dive into uh, a SEC scheduling and, and uh, dive deeper on why Tennessee, Auburn, and Florida need to get it together and get it fixed for the future of the top tier. Uh, it, all of that and much more. But when we come back, gentlemen, it is time for Primary Complaint on Outkick 360. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Glad you're with us as we broadcast from Sixth and Peabody. The crew is all here, and every Wednesday at this time. We complain. Primary complaint on OutKick 360. Part of my complaint and reasoning here, it's just good to put Kim Kardashian on the screen because it's going to get clicks on YouTube and our YouTube channel on OutKick 360. Brilliant. But my primary complaint. So there was, here is Kim Kardashian wore the Marilyn Monroe Happy Birthday Mr. President 1962 dress to the Met Gala. She had it on for five minutes, roughly. Um, and the details of this are nuts with with how how long she wore it she had a replica dress that she actually would sit down in uh but there is someone complaining that she has ruined the Marilyn Monroe dress which is owned by Ripley's believe it or not they purchased this dress for 4.8 million dollars they allowed Kim Kardashian to wear this to the Met Gala and there is someone complaining that sequins are now missing and it's been damaged and frayed my primary complaint is if you are complaining that Kim Kardashian wore the Marilyn Monroe dress for five minutes on the red carpet at the Met Gala. You're simply complaining because you cannot fit into the dress. That is my primary complaint. This is an unbelievable uh, thing to be outraged about, is, is that dress. Um, you guys know who I love, show and tell, right? I don't have anything on the screen right now, but I've got something in my hand. I'll explain it for our radio audience. It's a wristband. 
is what I'm holding in my right hand right now. Yeah. Most of you would think, man, you know, the, the purpose of the wristband, pretty simple. Admission into event. Maybe a sign that you're 21 and over and can buy alcohol at the event. Maybe different levels of wristband get you different access to an event. They know how to use a wristband and work a wristband here at 6th and Peabody with Old Smokey and Yeehaw Beer. One place they do not know how to work a wristband is Ober Gatlinburg. And no, I'm not mispronouncing it. The name of this stupid place is O-B-E-R, Ober Gatlinburg. Not not Ober Gatlinburg, but Ober Gatlinburg, where I'm with my seven-year-old daughter, and we're trying to ride the mountain coaster, and I go up to the young woman that's working the mountain coaster, probably in high school, and I say, hey, are we good to ride? What do you have? Show them my wristband. Yeah, you guys go right on up. 20 minutes later, after waiting in line, we're informed that no, you cannot ride the coaster because we have the basic wristband and not the advanced Mm -hmm. wristband. Well, here's how you can differentiate between the two. Because I go back down and I said, hey, this didn't get us on the coaster. What happened? Oh, let me see the inside of it. Oh, that says basic. You got to have the other one. And the whole time I'm thinking, you know, we could really just remedy this problem altogether. Different colored wristbands. That's it. Green means go. Red means stop. I don't care. Turquoise means whatever. Give different colored wristbands for different access, and we would avoid this problem. Ober Gatlinburg, you are my primary complaint. Boys, celebrate freedom. And America's pastime with the official on-field cap of Independence Day. That's New Era's pitch for caps like this. See any problem with this cap? It's the Toronto Blue Jays (laughs) who don't celebrate Independence Day because they're not part of the United States of America. You should see the comments from people in Toronto and fans of this baseball team over this cap which in different styles retails from $48.99 to $59.99. What a hot seller this is going to be. Now, did baseball have the foresight to think July 1st is Canada Day? For this one team, we could do a Canada Day hat instead of an Independence Day hat. Well, there is a maple leaf in the logo, but they could have done something that's not stars and stripes. This is so incredibly stupid to make a... American Independence Day hat for our one Canadian franchise. They do play in the American League, but that's about as far as it goes. And they will be playing on the road, I believe, in Oakland on Independence Day weekend. Still, not an excuse. This hat will not sell. It should not be worn. It should never have been created. It is absolutely stupid. New era, Major League Baseball, everybody connected to this. My primary complaint is a Independence Day-themed baseball cap for a team based in Canada. This is so bad that it's almost like the Billy Ripken baseball card where he has bleep face written on the base of the bat that you can see. And nobody knows. That now it's like really expensive if you have that card, the one that the first issue they printed. This is so bad it could almost be genius that if you bought one of these 20 years from now, it's going to be a special collector's item that, oh, remember when they made a Toronto Blue Jays 4th of July hat (laughs) and they only sold 40 of them and I I have one of the 40? I do not think burning this amounts to burning the flag in any way, shape, or form, and I would recommend burning this. 
Well, I mean, uh, hopefully the the Americans playing on said team will be uh, joyful in wearing that hat as they play in Oakland. By the way, I, I am- my guess is, Paul, they're not going to be happy because Sunday, uh, July 3rd, they play at home. So they have to fly from Toronto to, to Oakland, Oakland for a game uh, and a quick turnaround. By the way, I, and I, I remain steadfastly against any variety of hat for the New York Yankees who should never wear anything but a blue hat with white lettering, ever. You guys know how I'm trying to get the rivalry going with us in Canada? Oh, yeah. I've always been trying to get that rivalry going. I think the Blue Jays should have a hat-burning night, a special night, make it a Monday or Tuesday night game. No, they just go down the parking lot of Rogers Center or wherever they're playing, whatever the name of that place is, and they burn these American hats. (laughs) And wear the regular hats. And they just have, instead of a book burning, they have a cat burning, and let's fuel the literally fuel the fire between Canada and the United States. At least they're at home for Canada. Too friendly with Canada. Like, why do they think that's a good idea? Um, Who is the marketing genius that came up with that idea? Chad, your quick thoughts on Kim Kardashian wearing the Marilyn Monroe dress. She wore it well. Uh, She filled it out. That's what I'll say about the visual of seeing that dress. But what about I, those I listen to buttons this, or I listen to this podcast the on the uh, the ruby red slippers, and you know there are you people do? that their job is to take cloth and and restore it. Like the, the, the slippers were stolen from somewhere, so they were really worried about what happened to the slippers because of the integrity of the cloth and how important it was. You're to down keep that. to this on your podcast list. It was I, I a brilliant like marketing play it's an old one. to get us to talk about Ripley's Believe It or Not, and. Now they have the dress that was worn by Marilyn Monroe. Saw every form of Rippies in Gatlinburg this weekend. Coming up, a massive recruiting haul this week for Ohio State, and it's not Ryan Day getting the credit. That's next on Outkick 360.